Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a moment to thank Avinity Media for helping make the Alpha Club a reality. Check out more of their work with featured artist Mizzy Mans and his latest single, Loner, streaming now on every major platform. You can find our Instagram at, at Alpha Club Podcast. In our Instagram bio, you'll also find a link tree to all of our other socials and our latest episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Alpha Club, as always. This is your hosts, Stephen and John. Uh, joining us today, straight out of the New England area, recent shows being P&B Rock, Shaq West, and headlining at Club Ivy. Most popular songs being No Heroes, The View, and the latest single, Loner. Ladies and gentlemen, Mizzy Mans. Yo. <laughs> was that good enough? Yeah, that was solid. That was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. How you doing today? I'm not, I'm not doing too bad. Not too bad. How y'all doing? Oh, just getting by. I'm fucking excellent, Steve. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm having a great day. <laughs> yeah, John uh, John got to drink for free today. No, oh, was, no shit. Oh, yeah. It was corporate work party. I thought it was just, I thought it was that one of those things they're going to bring in like a 14 foot sandwich, maybe get us two pizzas, some two liter Diet Cokes. One two liter Diet yeah, Coke. Yeah, one two liter Diet Coke. And they're <laughs> like, no, nah, no, nah, we're packing it down to the fucking Italian restaurant here in town. And then CEO of the entire company showed up and he's like, I paid for the bar tab. Y'all go crazy. So I was like, y'all had a whole bar, like a whole full service bar. Oh, it was just open bar, whatever we wanted. And they didn't have drafts, so they were really pushing the liquor. Oh, bro, I would have grabbed the most expensive thing on the oh, app. Yeah. Fucking blue label top shelf. Give me that. It was yeah. game over. Yeah, I wonder if anyone like at that point, are you being courteous or are you going You are. I I believe that if someone pays for an open bar, it is your duty to drink as much as fuck as humanly possible. Well, okay. So when I said courteous, I mean do you go for the expensive shit or do Motherfucker, you keep I it? will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the CEO of my company, Steve. He's probably pulling in multiple six figures. Like so, motherfucker said open bar. I'm gonna ask him for the most expensive tequila, scotch. You fucking name it. What did it include? Tip? I don't know. I wasn't there when they did the tab. You probably yeah. had like one of them black cards. Ching. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are like metal. Yeah, yeah, those things are crazy. Anyways, Mizzy, um, I did have a couple of questions for you. I know that um, obviously we've been friends uh, for a while. But I want to know a little bit more about what got you into music. Well, so I'm, I was born in P- PR, so San Juan, Puerto Rico. I, everyone knows it's the Spanish culture being, you know, musical culture, right? So, yeah. you know, the different forms of Spanish, we, you know, we have different forms of dancing and music, you know, rah, rah, rah. So, like, growing up as a kid, like, all I listened to was, like, reggaeton, Reggae, dancehall, you name it. And then, of course, like, our hood favorites, you feel me, like 50, you know, Eminem and stuff like that. So, like, when I was when I was in, I believe, third grade is when I wrote my first ever, like, bullshit rap. Like, you know how it is, like, when you're a little kid. Yeah, like, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, so my music teacher at the time, Santorelli, um, so I like wrote a little some shit bullshit like spaghetti and PB and J. Well, I forgot how it went, but like <laughs> that's really what it was. You feel me? So like, and I was dancing too. So like I was really big into dancing. So I was a break dancer before I got into like popping and shit. Yeah. But again, obviously, like with Spanish music, you have like bachata and shit. So I did a little bit of bachata, but it's just kind of been there like my whole life. 
Mm -hmm. That makes any sense. No, no, I agree. I've definitely been uh, at that age where I was like, oh, I'm totally writing music. You know what I mean? But it was always (laughs) just some BS that uh, never actually went anywhere. But, oh, wow. We got a party going on up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, right? So everyone, like, Everyone has that one person their friend group like yo I, I could rap you know da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> you feel me like oh let me spit some quick a quick sixteen you throw a beat on and shit like that like everyone's got that person their friend group you feel me like everyone does yeah no and uh, I tried to be that friend to be honest but <laughs> it just never it never ended up working out although I will say I did record and I was on one song for uh, a dude that I went to high school with he uh, released. A, a mixtape, okay? Okay, to be honest, it, it wasn't, like, the greatest mixtape in the world, but he did it, and he liked doing it, and I had told him one night, I think I was probably drunk at the time, I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I can rap, get me on a song. And he was <laughs> like, uh, one day he actually messaged me, and was like, yeah, man, um, I got a track I don't have a feature for. And I was like, okay, fuck it, send it my way. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it through, I'm gonna pull it through. Featuring and then, sleazy. lo and behold... <laughs> I ended up performing it. No way. No idea I was going to perform it. And uh, he had a, he like rented out a place for his birthday to play his own music. Pretty cool because he had some like people open for him and stuff that were like other local people. It was kind of interesting. But he, yeah, he rented it out for himself. Anyways, when I get there, because I I had no idea, he was like, yeah, man, you're going to perform this with me. I was like, uh, I am. Motherfucker, a little <laughs> bit of a notice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I was like, really? And uh, I did. I went up there and performed it. And then my ex-girlfriend got real mad at me because the entire thing was pretty much a diss to her. <laughs> and she wasn't there, but all her friends were there, and they told her. She oh, texted me stories. like the next day. She was like, she's like, really? And Your boyfriend's <laughs> on TV. All he's doing is talking shit. He talks so much shit about <laughs> you, girl. But it was quite the experience, and that was as far as my uh, my music career went. I think, so, like, like obviously, like, I made music for, like, I wrote music and everything, like, all growing up. But I would say I started getting serious and, like, actually trying to make music, like, songs, like, full songs. It was 2017. So, like, up until before that point, that pivotal, pivotal point for me, um, I was just that motherfucker, like, just rapping at the lunch tables, you feel me? Like, me and some other niggas, like, we would just rap about the teachers. Like, our English teachers were baddies. Straight <laughs> baddies, bro. So, we, we were just always rapping about some bullshit, bro. Like, and I don't know, bro, I couldn't tell you how many times I used some, like, cliche bar about, like, saying I was going to fuck this one teacher. Like, you know, but we're high school. You know how it is. Yeah. I feel like when you're young, all of your subject material is pretty much just, like, either drinking or trying to have sex with somebody Hadn't even seen a titty yet <laughs> written in yeah music. it's like it's like that or everything is just hype like oh i'm better than you like type of music you know what i mean yeah. um because that's definitely that's definitely what i went for when i did it i was like i was like fuck everyone i'm better <laughs> i think in my high school class like all the peep motherfuckers I, I hung around like i wasn't i didn't really start drinking like some of the other some of my other people was drinking like I had kids smoking before I was smoking, drinking before I was smoking. Like, I didn't really start getting crazy into, like, even doing anything until 
I think maybe junior or senior year. Mind you, I'm already behind half the like all the people in my class because they was doing it even before we even got there freshman year. But like for me, that was just like I didn't really care to smoke yeah. and to drink at that point. Like I just I grew up around that stuff, so to me it was like whatever. Like I've right, already yeah. seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you also you were uh, an athlete too, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, even then, like I don't know. I just I didn't care. So like. When I actually f- smoked for the first time, I was like, where is the fucking hype about? Because I had kids freshman year high school like, yo, you got to smoke, bro. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And these motherfuckers, bro, so by the time I got I got the smoke, it was like, what the what the fuck was I? I wasn't missing out of shit. Yeah, to be honest, it's definitely overhyped. And uh, in and, and pop culture, too. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah for it's, sure definitely glorify and that that kind of attributes it to a little bit mm-hmm. how people are like oh i need to get to this point like oh i need to do this i need to do that um but to be honest i mean wait your turn like it's there's you don't rush to do anything you don't want to do for sure especially I, when you're young i definitely think it comes down to like your personality trait right like i don't have an addictive personality so for me it was like i didn't really care I wasn't much of a follower at all so like when i did it i was like bro like i'm I'm not going to spend money on this. Like, half the time even smoked in high school, like, when I started to, I always smoked for free. Like, you don't see me pick. I wasn't picking up an eighth off of nobody. Like, yeah. I was in a room. Yo, hit this, bro. Hit this. Right. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely gets to that point. Well, that's kind of making a lot of sense because, uh, you know, I started listening to your music probably about a couple months ago when Steve put me onto it. Mm-hmm. And you sing about a lot of, like, legitimately, like, serious stuff. I think I think a lot of my music, right, is because I come from a very diverse background, just how I grew up, and it's the different people I surround myself with. Like, sometimes my music, like, I want to be able to create some type of, like, story in your head, right, or reference some type of pop culture things where people can relate to. Because, as you know, I may have specific scenarios that I've gone through where, you know, you probably have gone through, right, and... I have to find a way to word it properly. Yeah. Right? Or maybe I didn't go through that scenario, but you know, you could, you're going through a hard time right now. You could really hear that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, your music definitely, um, I can feel it being built off of experience. Like it feels real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how a, lot, a lot of people will, will write songs and stuff about like anything. Cause I mean, it, you know, they're just entertainers. They're, yeah. they're trying to entertain. So they'll write stuff. That's not necessarily something they've ever experienced, but I definitely feel that in your music. I mean, I too have lost a girl to Dylan O'Dell Damn. in red pants. Damn, that is definitely tough. Oh definitely man, tough. Yo, Dylan, Dylan is one crazy dude, though. I mean, like, that was a shout out to the video. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. He, the, he killed, the his, loner he video. killed his part in Loner. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> him, him, and Emily were phenomenal actors in, in my personal opinion, in that video. Um, I think with the next music video, the next few of them. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking for that acting cinematic like yeah. cinematic role in all my music videos. So I don't want like because here's the thing like right I'm a I'm a smaller artist right I'm up and coming whatever whatever. Um, I want people when they see my work like this motherfucker's legit. You know what I'm saying? He's not yeah. just some SoundCloud bozo. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why I don't even release any music on SoundCloud. Like I'm I am not active on that platform. Period. Yeah. Well, I remember when um, the first time, this was probably, what, like four years ago by now, three or four years ago, the first time someone told me that 
you were a rapper. I had never met you before. I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, man. That's another, the first thing everyone goes to. Another person that's just another SoundCloud mm-hmm. rapper, all this stuff. Someone played me, I think it was Bad Lover. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this is like legit. This shit's good. And it just kind of, you know, and that, sparked from And that's there. the thing, though, because there is a stereotype when it comes to, like, oh, I make music. Like, oh, what's your SoundCloud? Like, that's to me, like, there was a, a pivotal point for me in my music career where I, I was like, no, bro, I don't want to drop shit on this platform anymore. Because yeah. there's always that, like, SoundCloud wave or da-da-da-da. I only strictly release my music on Apple Music and Spotify just because I had a song like Bad Lover, right, that didn't sound like, a SoundCloud rapper like at all like it sounded very mainstream raw but mainstream so like if I'm releasing shit that sounds like that on SoundCloud how do I want motherfuckers to take me serious because some people may be SoundCloud superstars right Mm -hmm. but they'll never leave the platform yeah like that's it you don't get paid off of SoundCloud like that I mean that's the best my knowledge right now currently I I believe you you don't make a single dime off of SoundCloud Mm. I think you can now some way because they started uh, involving ads and stuff because SoundCloud used to be completely free back in the day yeah Um, now it's not now you can still go on there for free but it's kind of like Spotify free where you get ads and stuff so I bet you there's some sort of revenue there but it's not that great now but I do know people that are exactly you know fit into that mold where they have only ever released stuff on SoundCloud, and they have never even thought to release it anywhere else. It's like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's like this weird stigma, because you got a lot of big artists that are on SoundCloud, right? And I don't want to knock those artists at all. I'm saying, like, I'm not a big SoundCloud artist, obviously. No, I'm not a big artist in general. But those artists, though, who are strictly live off of being SoundCloud superstars, they never step into the bigger light. I don't know why, but, I mean, it is what it is, whatever floats your boat. But yeah. then you have artists like like X, for example. He popped off on SoundCloud. He noticed he popped, and he stepped into the mainstream. Yeah. He took that step because it was there. Yeah. But some of these other guys, they did, they don't. They don't want to take that step. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of it's, yeah. it's similar to, like, the TikTok shit, too, right? you got a lot of TikTok artists. Like, they also, like, I mean, I guess their situation's a little different. But, I mean, it's very, it can be very similar. Yeah. Well, whatever formula they're working on, TikTok's working for some of those guys. But because um, some music I have found that's actually been like pretty good music I found off of TikTok, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But, you know, back in the day, SoundCloud, it might be some people view it as like a um, as like a ladder almost, you know, where you got to start at the bottom and to the bottom in the music world. People are like, oh, I got to put it on SoundCloud. I got to put it on SoundCloud. And I think 10 years ago. Yeah. Probably, but now it's so easy to upload your stuff to major streaming platforms that it doesn't make sense not to do that, especially if you want to, if you have, um, like, any aspirations to, like, become something, because people are going to go there first. I hear a song, I st- and first I don't... thing I do is go to Spotify. Right, Spotify. Like, if I don't know it, first thing I do, open Spotify, see if it's on there. If it's on there, I'm like, psh, add it, add it to my library for now, and then I'll find a place for it and playlist later. What I don't like about the TikTok music kind of industry, I guess you could call it, is like perfect example, uh, "Worth Nothing" by Oliver Tree. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was his song until like two weeks ago, mm. but because yeah. I heard all the remixes, I was like, "Oh, yeah. this shit's gas!" And then you go on Spotify, and you're like, "Where is it?" How do you? Uh, I don't know. You might know this answer, Mizzy, but how do you like track any sort of copyright? on there so you kind of don't so like you can but like for me to be honest like 
you when you put something on TikTok, you are basically giving people free range to use your sound, no matter what shape or form. Yeah. So okay. there is no like, oh, I'm gonna put this on TikTok. You're not allowed to use my sound. No, there's none of that. If you put on that platform, you're automatically. You That's kind of what it was built for. Yeah, like right. if I'm gonna drop this hot ass song, I'm gonna throw it on TikTok. Like, I'm not going to. There's millions of people on that app. You feel me? Like, the whole world's on that app. Am I gonna literally press every single person that uses my? Yeah. You know, if you make a viral dance to my song, am I really gonna be like, you can't use that? You got to pay me. No, that's not. That's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So like, you're giving people free range to be creative with that sound. Now, in the case of obviously copyright and other things, like if I start to profit off your song, yes, I'm going to have to pay. You know, yeah. whoever's whoever made the song. Um, I'm not too sure how TikTok pays their influencers, so on and so forth. Especially when it comes to those types of things, but usually, if you're a bigger influence and a bigger influencer, and you use someone else's sound, you usually probably get it cleared um, by that yeah, artist okay. or so on and yeah. so forth. Yeah, because there's got to be some way you make money. No, you you make money off it. That, TikTokers definitely make some money. I don't know how much it is though. To be honest, I haven't really looked into it. I don't think it's a lot. To be honest with you, because there's a lot of TikTok influencers who may seem like they chilling but they're really not they still gotta work they bullshit ass job with the rest of us yeah yeah well i knew someone that that um like kind of exploded on tiktok there for for a little bit i think he he either had like fifty thousand to a hundred thousand like followers and like multiple hundred thousand uh like viewer or liked like tiktoks Mm. um but i don't think he even I don't even think that qualified him for the like affiliate or whatever they they do verified or whatever. yeah to yeah. make to actually make money from it. So it's got to be it's probably a really high bar. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, let's just say John was a TikToker, right? Yeah. Now his TikToks are booming. John's probably getting sponsorships, right? Let's just say mm. he does Twitch on the yeah. side. There's a lot of you know Twitch streamers that also have TikToks and shit. Yeah, it goes yeah. hand in hand. Fucking, he's raking in. He's got sponsorships by this person, that person. He could be playing fucking League of Legends. Who knows? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, right. How dare you? <laughs> League, look, League, League is used, fire. I used to play League. League is fire. I'll, I'll give you that. League is fire. I do like League. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just the sponsorship aspect, right? You never know. You know, we all seen the gaming community. What's that? What's that motherfucker's name, bro? The crazy um, Fortnite player. Ninja? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, made it on, he made it on the cover of ESPN, dude. Yeah. Sponsorships, bro. Sponsorships. No, I get it. And we're we're looking into uh, bringing some TikTok, like short form type of content, into uh, our content space. So that's on uh, on the agenda for us to address at some point. Um, Because you're right. I mean, but we live in a in a content world. So like wherever you can put content, you should put content. Yeah, pretty much. You know, aside from Twitter, I don't really care for Twitter to be honest. If you weren't on the Twitter wave when Twitter was popping, bro, you're never getting back on it. Like no. I'm I remember in high school, like when everyone and their mother, like all my friends were on Twitter, da 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 da. I was like neglectful to Twitter. Like, bro, I don't I'll, I'll get on it eventually. Cause I was already I was late to the Instagram wave as, in that time as it is was too. And I never caught the Twitter wave. That's it. The ship sailed. Yeah. It's gone. Well, with Twitter, um, so this is I you know what I think the downfall of Twitter was? Snapchat. You know why? Because so Twitter, people used to what they used to tweet is now what they post on Snapchat mm-hmm. to their stories all the time. So like their Snapchats are now just pictures of their tweets, quote unquote. Oh yeah, Does that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like if you think back time, yeah. to those days, 
and you remember what people were tweeting like nonstop. Like now, look at Snapchat. They're posting the same shit just with a picture now. Either on their, especially with the private stories being a thing. Yeah. People true. people will post stuff on their private story like it's like something I'd send to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I think Snapchat's what kind of killed Twitter. Twitter Twitter was going down downhill for a while, but I think that was like that was it. If you weren't on the wave, bro, like like right now, like I'm on Twitter, but like. My account's private and shit. Like it's, I have like no followers on Twitter because yeah. I just, it, well, I just missed a wave, bro. Like it was so many years back. I should have like da 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 da. But I mean, I'm yeah. I'm good off of it. I'm, that's the only social media I don't re- I don't really care about. No one's popping off and being famous off of Twitter like that. Like, no, really no, not. not like they used to be. No, I I deleted my old Twitter and I I created a new one just so that I had one, but it's got like nothing on it to mm-hmm. be honest. So, Mizzy, what was your most recent show? That you did. So my most recent show was Club Ivy, um, here in Morgantown. Um, that was in October. That was Halloween weekend here. And I mean, I'm not a West Virginia native by any stretch of the imagination. So like, y'all motherfuckers party. I could say that. <laughs> that was the like y'all party's different than like my culture's party. But like y'all motherfuckers get down as far as like people and just showing out volume yeah yeah, yeah that, showing that out. was wild i had never seen so many people in such a short like small space like that before there had to have been thousands of people out on the streets on halloween night yeah so it, yeah that was that was absolutely insane yeah it went well it was so my experience because i've never performed at a club yet so that was my first time. There was at least a thousand people in that motherfucker. Had to been yeah. whatever their capacity was. They were definitely over. That. I think their capacity is like eight hundred. But well, if they had a line outside, then oh, the line was all the way down the other block. Like yeah. nobody was. If you was at the back of the line, bro, you might as well would go back home and drink. Because <laughs> you're waiting for the experience. There was definitely um, sort of humbling, but also very inspiring. So there were some technical things that happened during the performance itself, which was out of my control. And the best thing you can do as an entertainer, as a performer, especially performing a crowd that large, or maybe some of the people don't know who you are, is your confidence can't waver. So, like, we had sound check that night when I went there. Flawless. Song sounded great, sonically, everything. Now, before I arrived for my performance, they, um, the club had, like, had to stop the music because, like, the um, I think it's the fire marshals came and had to kick people out of the club. Like, that's that's how wild it was. Yeah. So I, it it fucked up whatever they were doing as far as before we got there with the mics and the speakers out there. So there was no interference when we go perform. So we didn't get on. Me, and my boy XO, um, didn't get on until about twelve thirty. Right. Damn. So it was late, but I mean, we also showed up late, so that was kind of our fault too. Mostly to be fair, mine. that place is probably still. Roaring and yeah, yeah, it was it was still it was still wild for sure. But now he, when we started getting ready to perform, you know, Exo went out there, did his thing, kind of getting the crowd high. Boom! I I could see people reacting right away. It was a good sign. Now my biggest thing is is understanding your your demographic and your crowd. Right, I'm a new artist. That means whatever I perform in front of people that large, it has to be effortless. Right, like there can't be any type of technical difficulties. Which obviously, of course, we ran into that. So when the song started, people were hyped. Boom. It's like I could see it. People were paying attention to us. As soon as him and I got on the stage and I went on there, boom, interference hit. And I can already tell some people were turned off by that. Like, who is this person 
rapping at this club. There's it's this there's shit going on with the mics and the speakers. It's it's starting to kind of sound bad. Not that the song itself was bad or like you know how we look aesthetically, but it was just shit like that. You feel me? Like, I mean, I, you guys probably been to many different concerts yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, right? Like, if you hear for any type of interference or some shit like that, you're probably like boo da 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 da. Yeah, and it's and that's never at the artist. It's just exactly. people people in large quantities tend to do that exactly that, that ignorance and it's that, that those technical those technical difficulties but obviously we didn't get booed off stage or nothing like that like we were having people in the front vibing with us da 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 da, da. it was just like navigating through that whole misfortune as that shit was going on while we were performing the yeah. whole time and it was it was like it just we had to get through it which i obviously stayed in character i did my i did my two songs da 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 and it was great. I mean, it was definitely a great experience. I couldn't, I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Um, one of the bigger DJs down here, Ray Craft. Shout out to Ray Craft. Um, he's the one who gave me the opportunity. I couldn't be more grateful for that. I'm definitely probably going to perform there again, you know. But um, those types of hiccups and things like that, because of other situations that occurred before we got there, is the reason why some of those things happened. So, I mean, yeah. you can't complain, you know. Right. Did I see some videos? Did you guys bring some people on stage? No, we didn't bring anybody on stage for that. No, it was just me and XL. We didn't oh. have anyone on stage. They had the the fucking um, them barricades in the front. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Because was uh when I worked at one of the other clubs in town, uh, they had uh Tay Money. Oh up yeah, there. Uh, fucking um Prism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they had. Did you guys work together? No, no. I, I didn't bounce there at all. I bounced there like a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, they had so many people on stage that it started to become, like, a hazard. And I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, but, like, kind of like what Jason said on the uh, last guest episode. Like, when you have, like, too many people around you, like, that just gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. And then, I mean, there's also a liability thing there, too. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to be liable for anything like that. And the artists, the artists, I'd call them his entourage, bunch of dickheads. And yeah. like, and I don't, and the, it, it goes to show that I don't remember who this artist was. I don't know who he was, you know, where he came from, Here, anything. Because his boys were rude, and that reflected directly back on him. Here's the thing, right? Like, in my experience so far, my very young career, you're gonna you're gonna run into artists are like that, where they're entourage and da 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 da, a bunch of entitled motherfuckers, right? Yeah. For me, I come from humble beginnings and shit like that. And a lot of people don't know like exactly how my upbringing was, but I can tell you this right now: the people I surround myself with. Ain't none of us gonna be acting like that. Yeah. Absolutely not. I will not, I don't care if I was as big as Drake or any of these motherfuckers, bro. I would not walk into an establishment, have my people disrespect the people around. Like, that's not cool, bro. Yeah. I don't, that's my, yeah. like, my character, I hold myself to a higher standard than that. I'm not, yeah. like, we're not finna do that. No one around me is gonna be acting like that. Yeah. We, we handled ourselves pretty well uh, at the after party from the uh, um, Shaq West one. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. That, that one was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. Yeah, and a lot of people turned out for that too. So that yeah. was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Get to see everyone interact with people that, you know, because I was backstage, so I wasn't in the crowd. But uh, getting to, I, I saw some of the people in the front row that I ended up seeing that came up to us after the show, which was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that was that was definitely a great experience. The Shaq West one, there wasn't a big turnout for that show. Itself. It was a short. It was short notice, but it was also a holiday weekend. Yeah, I think. it was a lot of other factors. Like I didn't get. I wasn't asked to perform until, like, 10 days until the actual event. So, like, that was very short notice for me as far as, like, the la the very first show I did out here where I had a lot of time to, like, let, know let 
any of my fans know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Promotion wise was uh, was definitely um, short turnaround on that. Yeah. Um, but but I think it all it all ended up working its way out, and uh, and you guys did put. I I really like that show. You guys put on a hell of a performance for that one. I think for not. Like I think for some artists, right now, uh, I can only speak about myself, but some artists are very are natural performers, and some of them need a lot of experience before they get on a stage. Myself, I'm a natural performer, and I so I noticed that because mm-hmm. before this year, the last time I performed live was 2019 in a, a, a um a little club in Boston that was like I don't know like. 100 to 200 people so like when i performed at pnb rock that was a thousand people like boom 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 but immediately i let my presence be felt yeah you know what i'm saying because the thing is too i was like right with the headliners like it was me and then um fed the god and then landing cube like you know what i'm saying you're talking about people are way bigger than me so like i had yeah. to like i couldn't be shit you know what i'm saying could not right. been shit <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so bad embarrassing so um, that one went pretty well. I wasn't there for that one, but seeing that one, uh, um, like the post production video and all that stuff, it was it was pretty good or a pretty cool turnout there too. And, and the crowd really got into it, and that's really all you can you can ask for. If you can get the crowd involved, they're gonna remember you a lot better. And the thing is too, like going from like two hundred people two years ago, twenty nineteen, in March of twenty nineteen, to a thousand people, right? That's a big jump. Some artists don't have, like, they have nerves, bro. Like, they can't handle that type of pressure. For me, I'm all about the pressure. So, like, for me, it was, like, I got a lot of people around me, a lot of people counting on me. I got to get mine. Like, I'm not finna fold here because I got people counting on me. You know what I'm saying? So, I went, like, just at the very last song I performed there, in in the last song of my set, and just, like, having a photo finish the way it was and just hearing people scream after was the most surreal moment of my life yeah. for sure. That was amazing. Um, well, moving forward, I knew that you have some big plans coming at the uh, start of the year or into the new year. I'm not sure when, um, or if you're able to talk about it at all. Like, so, do you have anything that you're able to talk about regarding yeah. the pr- new project? So, I just recently released a snippet. Um, of a new song that I'm working on. It's called after the, after the party. Um, and that'll be a little bit of a project. The project itself is not named yet. Um, so is it'll probably, it'll probably have like five to eight songs as far as music goes on that project. But next year, my team and I are being, going to be extensively releasing different music. A lot of, a lot of music next year. Now, as far as live performances go. So I did, I've had three major performances last year, so I'm looking to try to double or triple that number. Mm-hmm. So, like, go from, you know, three big performances to, you know, nine or 12 if possible. And honestly, yeah. if I can get more, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to play uh, any uh, snippets of any of those? Or Yeah, I mean, you should have them. Um, yeah, you wanna... I got them. I got them here. How much do you want me to play of it, though? You can play... Let me see. It's about if you want to play the song I just did a snippet of. I don't want too many people to like people to know too much of it. I think it's if you want to go to like uh shit. Oh, I gotta say, I'm 
try minute a minute 30 or maybe a try minute 50 like a minute 50 a minute fi- like a minute 50 into the song let me let me turn this down let me see what it sounds like Was that minute 50? Skip a little bit more. All right. Skip more. Go to like two minutes and 20 seconds into the song. Well, that is, wait. Oh, two minutes and 20 seconds in. So that would be like right here. Oh, a little, a little, oh shit! It's this is really hard. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's go go from go from like go from a minute fifty. That's fine. Where we just were, and I'll, I'll let them hear a little bit of that. That's fine. Kind of fade it in, you know. Give yeah, I'll, 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 I'll turn it up a little bit because that's the end of the hook. No one's really heard the hook before. I love the hook, but from here, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna turn it up a little yeah, bit. Turn it up. I will cut it there. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I'll cut it there. Yeah, yeah, it there. Good. Yeah, that, that's really. I actually am extremely excited for that project. We gotta. We'll work on your your. Uh, Fading in and out there. Oh, there. <laughs> well, it's kind of tough because I don't have my stand. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't have a stand, so I'm, you know, it's not like I got three hands here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could. Mizzy, so we were kind of talking about your stage performances a little bit. I kind of want to know, like, what do you, because you're saying you're a natural born performer, but I mean, you know, everyone's got, is that a, there's a cat next to my hand. I just, <laughs> I felt something wet. There's a cat. Um, so, like, what do you kind of do before you get on stage? Because everyone's got nerves. Everyone's got a routine. To be honest do. with you, I can't smoke. I can't drink before a performance because it'll fuck me up. Like, if I smoke before I go and do something live, I will get dry mouth like a motherfucker. Mm. So, to be honest, I just, a lot of it is, like, mental preparation. So, I do a lot of, like, um, <laughs> visualizing what I'm going to do before it happens. So like, yeah. whenever that event is occurring... I've already mentally prepared myself to do it, so mm-hmm. I'm not caught, you know, with my dick in my hands, like, oh, shit, I got to go in front of all these people, like, what if they boo me, da-da-da-da, like, I have the mindset where, like, I'm going to do the best I'm going to do, regardless of the situation, whether people scream my name, they don't do anything, or they boo me, I'm going to give 110%, so I don't necessarily have, like, some type of ritual, I mean, I might shower, I guess, a little extra or something, I don't know. Yeah. Do you eat? I got a question. This is this is gonna sound weird, but it's because I don't. I'm not a performer. Do you eat before you go on stage? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. Not. I wouldn't think you did. So, like me in my my thought process, I'd be like, ah, I don't think I'd eat before I go. No, bro. Because I mean, you can. No, I'm not gonna say and be like, I don't get. Like, I don't get a bit nervous. I, I do get like obviously nerves, but like, I much rather not have anything in my stomach. Yeah. Before I perform, like that's just not it. Yeah, just take everything out of the equation that like, could I'll possibly perform, happen. <laughs> I'll perform after and take my nervous shit after or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Fuck, I get nervous. Like, I see, I got past my like, I wouldn't call it stage fright because I've been on a stage. Actually, I was on a stage once in high school. I was um, an unspoken character, and my buddies, uh, we did like a male talent show, like a male, um, it's like Mister Central. I don't know what that is. Like a pageant. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. like right. yeah, not a not like Mike, Magic Mike. Male show, <laughs> so that's like, what went to my like mind. A, like so. a Miss Miss USA kind of yeah, like a, like a Mister Central. I think oh, they called it. I get it now. And my buddy did. I was he was actually pretty cool. He did a swing dance and he whatever. I was the bad guy. Yeah, chilling at the bar and I I dude, it's bright up there. My buddy was like, look for me in the audience, and I'm like, I can't fucking see. You shit can't see anything. up here, bro. Those theaters. Oh, dude, you know what? I actually totally forgot. I don't know why. I have performed in my life, not like music. So. I, I used to do theater. I did theater for like 13 years. Did theater forever. So I understand the lights thing. You actually can't see the crowd. No. You can see the front row maybe, but you really can't see past it. Like when you're in a theater theater, because the lights obviously are meant to only project yeah. the stage. But I did one performance, because this reminded you said a dance. This reminded me that I, um, there was one um, like production I was on that during the intermission so the first act ended act ended i had died in the first act mm, so rip the uh <laughs> but i was i stayed laying behind a couch so you could see my feet for like the ending of the act yeah so curtain shuts curtain opens back up randomly like after the first act everyone's just kind of still sitting there and then i get up and i they made me dance i had to do the whole fucking thriller dance down the aisle of the crowd and then Jeez. run back and lay back down with my legs sticking out of the uh, out of the thing. So I did, I did have to do that once, actually, no. which was a lot of fun. But when he told me that, I was like, "All right, well, we'll try, bro." But those motherfuckers working that like spotlight on top, they probably hit like beam the fuck out you. You probably yeah. looked up like, yeah, because like because when the act started, I was the only person on stage, and then like the curtain opened, and I got Boom. lasered. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, the worst one, I think this is when I got rid of my stage fright. I was asked to be a runway model. Oh, God. And I was like, ha, yeah, whatever. And then here I am three weeks into catwalking practice. <laughs> and Wait, so this was legit? legit? This was legit. Hey, man, I told you, I say I got the face for radio, but maybe you'll see me at Balenciaga 2023. Oh, they're, they're a whole other story right now. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know if that was whatever. But, um... It was shot in the dark. It was, because uh, <laughs> obviously it's a runway show, so the people are sitting under you, and you're walking through them, and like, I an up angle is not very pleasing to the eye, and <laughs> I think the, the show was going really fast or something, and they told me, one of the other male models, to go out there and just bullshit people and distract them. So uh -huh. I, I walked out on stage, and like, I'm talking to people, but they're all below me, but they say, don't look at the people, so I'm like, just... <laughs> Fucking going out there on a soliloquy, like going Hamlet on them. Yeah, and so you're just staring off in the distance, having a conversation. It's like me standing and looking like way pa like in the opposite direction, but yeah. having a conversation with yeah. you. Like that's weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I could do that. My second performance of my career was back when I was um, playing college football at my last school, and um, I did this live performance at this fashion show we had there. That was kind of similar to that, but it was a little bit of a smaller scale. I don't really know how big your, the scale of yours was, but... <laughs> Huge. Yeah, we probably City had... City runways now. Oh, oh, I mean, shit. No, New Jersey runways, probably. <laughs> but um, that was definitely something in, 
intriguing to do, but it was a lot of, it was very close proximity as far as like being able to be in front of the people just because how it was set up. That was definitely very interesting, very humbling too. But I mean, that, that went really well. That went really well for my second performance for sure. Where would you like to perform? Like if you had to pick like a venue, like I, I want to, I want a realistic within like the next five years and then like the fucking coup d'etat. Honestly, realistically, right? Now this is if everything goes the way I plan it to as far as like marketing, getting my music out and, you know, my music taking the next step I believe it's taking for this coming year. I would love to perform at Soldier Field in Chicago. Ooh. Ooh. Like stadium. That yeah. would be fucking insane. Absolutely insane. Why Soldier Field? I just think that environment, bro, like like I fucking like, cold. A lot of history there too. I mean, it, fuck the cold. Like I think it would be dope to do their summertime, Chicago. Yeah. That would be nice. I mean, Kanye did that big ass thing there when he did Donda. Like that was huge. Yeah. And then um Doja Cat in the weekend, I'm pretty sure performed there. And that was huge as well. Bad Bunny, I love Bad Bunny. He performed there too. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he did. If not, it was probably somewhere else. But I'll definitely love to perform there or anywhere. Anywhere really, a stadium. Honestly, a stadium performance I think would be my my biggest thing. Yeah. I would probably listen, if I had to perform somewhere, I'm performing uh Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, that's in um, Miami? Yeah. It's a uh, Dolphins one, bro. Uh, but it's Miami. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when Formula One went to Miami, they had artists up there. They had fucking Joe Jonas. It was terrible. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> out, I think it was outside of Hard Rock, though, not in it. Uh, Well, where they do Rolling Loud, they do it outside of Hard Rock. So it's at Hard Rock, Rolling Loud is, mm-hmm. but it's in the parking lot, essentially, because they have, like, seven stages. Obviously, oh. they can put seven stages into one football stadium. But I mean, it would it just for me and like I, it'd just be humbling to perform at a stadium, bro. I'm yeah. not, I'm not even, like I'm not gonna be picky like that. I yeah. would definitely, even though I'm a smaller artist, I am up and coming. I am like I wouldn't. I'm less likely to want would be willing to perform in like very very small places. I know you got to get your feet wet, but like my thing is I got to keep taking these jumps. So yeah. like you keep moving up little coffee you know? shop. I'm good, bro. I'm not, I'm not doing that. There's no reason. You got to know your worth. Yeah. yeah. No reason for me being a little coffee shop. Like yeah. my music's not bad. Or like, like an open mic night. Yeah. Man, you perform with Sheck West. Yeah. Like, Sheck West and PMB. But the thing is, is like some people get like, Oh, you open for these people. Like, like I wasn't the motherfucker. Like that's rapping while people were coming and taking their seats. Like, yeah, it was me. And then the, the other headliners, right? So, like, when I did Sheck West, it was me, Fed the God, and Sheck West. Yeah. Right? Boom. Like, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And when I did PNB, it was me, Fed the God, um, Landon Q, Adam Yoakum, Team Unny, and then PNB. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't, I had a, a very pivotal, a pivotal role in those performances. Like, right. I had to perform. Like, it was, yeah. like, if because, I couldn't be bad. Because people were already there at that point. So, like, yeah. they're already there and they're they're watching the show. You know, they're not trying to get situated. The the investment those people had in those shows, like, it was, like, when I got on the stage, it's, like, this motherfucker has to be good. Because, they're like, I'm not going to be terrible, high school, like, bullshit. And then, like, P&B comes on. Like, they weren't, they were not having that. Like, I had to, I had to be, like, actually valid. Which I was, of course. Um, but I mean that my thing is for these next couple shows, like I need to, if not be that still in those positions or if not higher up in the list. 
Right. No, I think that that's smart. Anywhere in Morgantown that you got your eyes on, or uh, I mean, I'm gonna do Ivy again, but honestly, I'm looking to get away from this region because Morgantown is dope and all. Like not being from here, like the people are pretty dope, but the market's not consistent. Like you got, it's a college town, right? It's a, yeah, you know, yeah, top yeah. party school in the country. Like people come in and out of here, right? And if I want people to take me serious, I gotta perform in most state most stable markets like you know for example pittsburgh's the closest major city here like people aren't moving in and out of pittsburgh like that right yeah, like, yeah you know what i'm saying like they they live there they're from there right same thing with cleveland columbus and cincinnati even on the east coast where i'm from like you know boston and like hartford and all those other places like they're from there bro like those people aren't going there for school like they live in those those areas yeah, right you get much much uh salt like more solid base in those areas and pittsburgh's got some decent venues that are outside of the what's, uh what's that one they have there stadiums uh, yeah uh stage ae stage ae is nice yeah um and actually it looks like it's not that big but it, it's got a pretty high capacity too yeah. so that's a pretty that's a good place to to be able to get a if show i can get at. up in there pfft. I'm not that motherfucker jumping. Yeah. So this is a, more of a clarification question for me because I'm not like huge in a rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does one like? So is is live performances like the best way to market yourself as as a, like as an artist, or would that be through other means? I would say so because here's the thing, right? In the music industry, artists make majority of their money from live performances, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Drake and all them and Bad Bunny, like they're not making a large part of their money from what Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal are cutting them. Yeah. Like, Bad Bunny, if I'm not mistaken, made, oh, my God, I think he made, like, I think it might be over-exaggeration or might be under-exaggeration, but $100-plus million <laughs> just from performing live. Damn. Like, yeah, that's a lot not of money. From, not from Apple Music. Yeah. yeah. You know, mind you, he's international now, which is obviously... Once you get in the international game, it's a whole different thing. But if I have, if I'm a very good live performer and my music's also really good, so, you know, it goes hand in hand, more people are going to be inclined to come see me perform live, right? And that's how I'll start making more money. Now, if I am terrible, terrible performing live, right, and my music sounds great, but I'm like, it's not worth it to see me perform live. No one's going to want to see me. Yeah. That's just reality of it. Yeah, that makes sense. If that clarifies it, like, yeah, that that kind of makes more sense. Like, I mean, I bet like if right, I don't know if you're a big like you're a big rock guy. I'm assuming yeah. so, right? So they about those rock bands, right? Like, rock bands, like they they do all that shit in unison, right? They're practicing live and everything like that, right? And then they record it. But when you per, when you perform live, those shits are those just go crazy. Yeah, so you're kind of marketing yeah. around the live performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably which is why that's always like the uh, um, the goal, you know get as many performances as you can because especially in a day this kind of goes back to what I was saying about we live in a content world yeah where there's so much content out there that you know in the music and especially in the music industry getting in front of people to show your product is going to make them buy into it better or more especially if you kill it yeah so so whatever crowd you can get uh you know especially even if they're not there for you they're going to listen to you yeah, and then they're gonna go back and be like, "Wow, that's good." I'm gonna go download his song. Exactly, because that's what it was too. Like I, um, I performed Nebula, which is unreleased still to this day. But that song, which I got a clip for that too, if you want me to play it. Yeah, at you some can. Point. You, yeah, play play it in a second, right? So 
they when I performed that song, that was the last song on my set. No one's heard that song before. That song to that audience who's never seen me before during PNB Rock, that opened their eyes. They were like, yo, who the fuck is this? Who is yeah. this motherfucker on the stage, bro? Like, this motherfucker sounds good. He's got some drip to him. He's got confidence. He da-da-da-da-da. Like, and the music matched the image. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I've never performed with a live band before. I would love to. But that's also a whole other skill when you're talking about rock. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got this clip. Are you want to play from the top? or? Oh, uh, you could just play it for, like, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I just, I I just play. I, I'm going to see what, where it goes from the top. Oh yeah, like right there, them chills down your spine. Like, I mean, if it, you don't like it, you don't like it. But to me, it's good. It chills every time. I mean, this lot hearing it live is crazy. Yeah, I always like the quiet before the lyrics kick in. Now I want to like this Diamonds all on my wrist And I might have to kick it for a while But maybe one day they gon' hear my shit And I don't want to like this Diamonds all on my wrist And I might have to kick it for a while But maybe one day they gon' hear my shit hey. nah, I, I cut it there Yeah, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like I came in crazy Smooth yeah. It was Wow! Again, it goes back to that. Just the subject, the uh, the material is just like it feels so real. But a, to an untrained ear, like we, we were talking about SoundCloud earlier, like you can tell the difference. Yeah. Like, think about what if I was dropping that shit on SoundCloud, bro? Like, where's the appreciation? No, nah, like I go to SoundCloud to listen to Big Booty Mix 14. <laughs> <laughs> like, like come yeah. on. Yeah, no, that uh, that was honestly the first thing that ever caught my eye when I listened to your music. Uh, in general, was like it wasn't like anything else I ever heard. Like the quality, it sounded like like if someone would have just played it for me, I'd been like, like wow, yeah, this like, person's is famous. This? Like, like this person's got to be famous, right? You know what I mean? Because it sounds like that. It's the quality is there. The biggest thing is though, like my music's there for a reason, but not just because of myself. Like I have a lot of people around me. Like my engineer, shout out Nick Champy is a genius with this shit. And he's been with me ever since I we I actually started making songs. So that confidence and that sound, he helped me form that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was the one of the biggest factors as far as being coachable. Because some people, like, for example, take the SoundCloud thing, right? Some people will just drop songs just to drop songs and they sound like fucking ass, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I got some money's in my corner who loves this shit just as much as I do, who's a perfectionist just as much as I do who makes sure the quality of the music is there. Yeah. And that's why that song sounds like that. Like him and I spent, I'm sorry, one of my fastest written songs, believe it or not. He, he could probably tell you all day, like sometimes it takes me forever to write a song. We bang that song on like 30 minutes. And this dude's just fucking chefing it up. Boom, boom, boom. Pull this here, pull that there. But again, I couldn't put something like that on SoundCloud. No appreciation. Yeah. yeah, well, don't gas him up too much. He's in the room. You might need to give him a raise. <laughs> I mean, but cr- give credit where credit's due, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. yeah, 100%. No, I agree. Um, For those of you who haven't made the correlation yet, Champy also mixed our intro. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, much love, much appreciation. Does phenomenal work. Um, but I've got a question for you. Okay. You ever uh, thought about doing like a like a country song? 
<laughs> you know what I'm he, asking. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I, of course I have. And there is probably because he made that question for the people that are listening is because I technically have a pop country song that's unreleased. And this motherfucker wants me to release it. I've been, dude, it's been like, what, almost a year and a half since you wrote that. And I still to this day think it's one of the, like, catchiest songs Talk I've ever heard. Engineer. Yeah, oh, man. Me. You still got the clip of that? No, we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Give the people what they want. I think the next guest appearance I do on here, I I promise, I, you hold me to this. Yeah. You listen, you, you heard it here. I will play it on the next podcast. All right. The next All one right. I'm invited to. Yeah, so. I'm going to hold you to that one because I've been dying for this song. It's got to be finished, Loki. And that's kind of on my my end, too, for sure. I'm going to get you down to Nashville. Get you some. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's like not like that. It's not like country, it, country, but it's. Like it's like uh who's a like uh who's a kind of pop country art uh Sam Hunt I think he's kind of pop country right mm, I don't even know if I know who that is I'm not really I See, don't I know was country thinking more Coulter Wall I don't even know fuck get, that is get Mizzy up there and some no fucking, it's not like I, that. I, I, I wear some Diamondback snakeskin boots yeah, get, bro get don't get play with me man <laughs> no it's not a it's not like a country song yeah it just is kind of like it's, the. It's pop country. Like, yeah. it's for sure. Like, the first half of the song, right? Just to give people an idea. Like, the first half of the song is very pop country. Okay? And then the second half goes into straight hip-hop. Yeah. But it's definitely a pop country song in the first half. Now, how I would list it, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I will tell you, um, and you, you might rem- you might know what I'm, I'm saying when I say this, but uh, when that, like, ketone, or ketone, that keyboard comes in in the background... Like right at, in the beginning, oh, dude, it's it's phenomenal. We I've gotta build up, building up the hype now. You gotta you gotta let me listen to whatever. You, yeah, I yeah, I dude, I have it somewhere. The problem is, is that it's probably so so far like back in my messages. I'd never be able to find it. I I could I could pull up after the show. I definitely yeah yeah. Have <laughs> I have it. It'll take me three seconds to pull it off. Right right. Um, excited for this. Right. Don't let him don't let him overhype. It. Oh, don't dude, it is it's it. that good though. I promise. There I might promise. be some slight bias in there, but <laughs> I, I well, it needs some work still. But it's definitely listenable for sure yeah well um anyways we are coming up close to an hour we like to keep it under an hour um so uh, i want to say thank you for being on uh it's been awesome talking to you and we'll definitely have you on again thank you yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it guys for sure this is yeah. definitely a great experience yeah john i just noticed this chair recline i'm <laughs> knocking shit over now uh, so, Mizzy, I like to kind of have our guests walk us out of here. I don't know why Steven likes me doing the outro. Probably because it's the last words I get to say before he locks me in my closet. <laughs> and I can only communicate through a uh, string and can whenever yeah, I need water, school. the bathroom, you know, whatever. We didn't have, we didn't have phones when I was a kid. Um, so, Mizzy, <laughs> you could kind of walk us out of here however you want. You don't even have to say goodbye. You can say whatever the fuck you want. No, nah, but for our, for our listeners, you know, if you made it this far, like, you know, my name is Mizzy Mans. You can check me out on IG, Mizzy Man's Official. You can check all my music out on Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube at Mizzy Man's. And Man's is spelled M-A-N-Z, just so you, you know, motherfuckers know. And then I did drop a uh, music video recently called uh, For Loner. So also check that out. It's also on YouTube. So, but yeah, I appreciate y'all having me for sure. And uh, check out my music. So, yeah, we appreciate it. Have a great night.